1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. It is. My, 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 my name is Ben.
2: And my name is Peter 2.
1: two. Peter 2? Yeah. The sequel? Yeah. What new features do you have?
2: Uh, shorter. Mm-hmm. Even short, you know, you just take every every trait and right. and double it, including the shortness. Okay. Um
1: can you double shortness? Yeah. Right. I
2: go to twice as many sort of National Trust castles on the weekend. Brilliant. Um,
1: are many of those DLC or...?
2: Yeah, yeah, all of them. Okay. Um, and uh, I've got two fiancés now.
1: Wow. I was going to say, are you multiplayer now? Yeah. The first one was yes, a I single-player am. narrative-driven experience, and mm. now you're a free-to-play battle royale shooter. I am. Peter 2. Yes. In cinemas, confusingly. Yeah. Very, very soon. Weird. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is uh, this is a video game podcast, as we said. Someone tweeted me a link to a recommended video of the 2017 Indoor Triple Jump Championships. Oh, right, okay. Uh, that, that's popped up for them. Sorry We're, about that. We are winning the fight, though. We are mostly, yeah. We'll, we'll have to do sort of a, a check-in Every few months just mm-hmm. to see what our standings are. Oh, and by the way, it's our fiftieth episode. What? It's our it's our fiftieth episode. We're
2: hitting so many milestones at mm-hmm. the moment. We we've been going for just over a year. We've just hit the one year milestone. Uh, we are uh we've we've just done episode 69 of worst games ever nice. since the very beginning of the format nice. episode 50 of uh of the podcast, of the podcast and we've
1: hit 50,000 subscribers we have, we're just we're just about to hit 51,000 subscribers already <laughs> it's it's it's, it's, growing, it's growing pretty fast oh and by the way mm-hmm. uh this week we did a live stream celebrating the 1 year anniversary of the 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 first stream we did as triple jump you yeah. know after the the redundant jump business. Yes, um, and uh, we had to do it on Friday because the actual anniversary was the Saturday, which is the day that this is released. Oh, well, so there this you is go. officially the anniversary of the first appearance of us as triple jump as well. Wow, <sighs> it's a lot, isn't it? We should have commemor-
2: c- commemorized. Is the actual correct word there? Yes, we should have commemorized the um, the redundant jump. Uh, video you that was
1: up at, yeah it's still unlisted on the back end of youtube
2: we should have just it's done private we maybe we it. should have just done a fake rebranding video on that day whenever that was probably like a no. week or so we ago. already
1: gave them all a heart attack with the triple jump isn't changing video yeah title, triple jump a lot is becoming
2: quadruple jump yes and we if if anyone has bought any triple jump merch in the last year we will send a free we'll replacement
1: refund all of it <laughs> Uh, no, we're no. not. We're not doing that, thankfully. What we should have done to commemorate the occasion, though, is perhaps a decorative collectible spoon or plate. Mm, uh, yeah. Do you have a preference? Uh, a spoon, because I can use it as a shovel. That's true. You mm. could dig a big old trench for yourself when you make them, those fun comments sometimes. Like, yeah, definitely. Like in Chicken Run, they use spoons as they do spades. Fun fact: not oh. really the correct podcast for this anecdote, but yeah. I used to collect commemorative spoons. Did you actually? Yeah. Yeah, I had a few. And then once, oh. once I bought a few of them and then lost interest, that was the thing that my family knew to get Ben when they went to a place. Oh, no. So I just sort of stockpiled these little teaspoons in plastic cases. Uh, I had one for P&O ferries, I yeah. think was, was the first one I ever bought. Because honestly, probably because I just didn't have a lot of money and I was on a ferry. And you wanted to buy something. Yeah, and I thought, well, that looks premium because it's in a little display case. Mm. And then that was it. I was, the, I was the spoon guy. Spoon boy. A spoon boy. Like salad fingers. <laughs> exactly. Rusty spoons. Exactly. So look out for triplejud.mup forward slash shop. There will be a triple jump spoon. Can I had a little spoon? Um,
2: silver spoon from when I was, uh, not from when I was born. I was going to say, was <laughs> it in your it mouth? My mouth. <laughs> from uh, when I was baptised. Uh, someone got me a little, I think my, my godmother got me a little Peter Rabbit silver spoon
1: in, oh, in a display nice. case. Did it have a picture of James Corden on it? No, it didn't. It was pre-sacrilege. Brilliant. Yeah. Right, let's get on with the podcast, let's. shall we? This uh, podcast is of course sponsored every week by a fantastic company who we fully fully back and believe in because they've given us money to talk because about the at the beginning and the end of the podcast. This week it is uh we're sponsored by a game. Oh okay. It's called Poorcraft 3 Reforged Edition. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's Poorcraft 3 Reforged Edition.
2: Is that a a commentary on the quality of the Reforged Edition? Uh, Absolutely
1: not. No, this is a separate game. Oh, it's a separate... This is a a completely separate game. So you may have heard of the other game Mm. that's uh, sort of come down with uh, a... Oh, yeah. I'm... 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 I'm a blizzard of bad reviews. (laughs) Uh, But this one... This one is actually... it's, It's for people who can't necessarily... Who don't have the disposable income to waste... On Warcraft 3 Reforged Edition, which is, you know, perhaps appropriately quite poor. But oh, <laughs> Poor Craft so III, with all of them. Reforged Edition. Uh, it's made out of paper and cardboard. So you you get what you're paying for. It's not expensive, but you get little little cutouts of the of the men and women and orcs aux and orcsuses. Yeah. And you get to push them around your little paper map. And it's all it's it's poorcraft, not because it's bad. But because it's for people who can't afford, because for poor the people, the bad Warcraft. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And also if... for people who don't want to waste money mm. on the actual Warcraft when they could just buy Poorcraft, which is better and made out of paper, so it's cheaper.
2: Little side note here: if you own a copy of Porcraft, mm. why don't you own a house? <laughs> is is my is my question there?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the problem is that a lot of people who do own Poorcraft do own a house, which is, you know, it's, it's a paradox mm. and therefore proves that this is not real. Oh, it's, it's pretend. We were playing pretend. Warcraft 3 isn't real, but Warcraft 3 Reforged Edition very much is, and we will talk about that more a bit later on in mm. the podcast. It's time to begin with a question, which, Peter, comes from our fantastic patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. They are the true sponsors of the show each and every week. Uh, There are various tiers where you can get rewards. One dollar or higher, though, gets you access to the weekly podcast posts that go out on Tuesday. I post them every Tuesday and they run until about lunchtime or afternoon on a Wednesday, which is when I take the questions and put together our running order. order for the show, which we record on Thursday morning. So any amount, $1 or maybe even more if you want to get access to other things or maybe you just want to support us a little bit more financially, that's absolutely fine. Uh, But you will get access to the weekly podcast post and ask questions just like... Christian Sturt did. Christian Sturt did. Mm. Christian Sturt did.
2: Christian Sturt begins with a little note to the lads, or ladies, it says. Or ladies. Referring to us. Or ladies. You are on a half century of podcasts. Congratulations, I've listened to them all. Do I win a prize? Yes, a spoon. Oh, good.
1: And episode 51.
2: There you go. Anywho, my question, what video game franchise, it must have three games to count, has its best games in the middle? Franchises are supposed to make a huge impact initially, but also go out with a bang. But which fail to do that and instead do most of the hard work in the middle? As always, you're the best. Thank you for your work, Christian.
1: You're the best, Christian. Thank you very much. Yeah. I've got three that sprung to mind immediately. And they're all from roughly the same sort of two-year period. Okay, mine aren't because there aren't. There haven't. There haven't really been any trilogies mm. this entire console generation. Yeah, because games. You know, big big games take more and more money and time to make. Uh, I'm going back to the PS3 time
2: right yeah the ps3 zone i've got one from the ps3 zone and one from before then thing is like these didn't have to be trilogies as part of the answer to the question but it's kind of easier yeah it's easier to get your head around beginning middle and end if you're just dealing with three so i was also kind of just thinking about trilogies yeah um but also mine are the middle one is the best but you know they still started with a bang and went out on a with a bang you know chris Christian sort of says about, oh well, you know they should they should be best at the start and end, hmm. um yeah. So mine, what I'm saying is mine aren't. They didn't have a terrible number one and number See, three. This is where you need that spoon, isn't it? Yeah, just
1: go, go right down in that hole. They didn't have a terrible one and three, but two was the best. Right, Ex- I I completely agree. Yeah. Those are mine as well. I think either side, all games are good. Yeah. all the games are good, but the the second one was the best. Mm-hmm. Should we go? Should we throw back and forth? Yeah, I've got three. Have you got? Two. two, okay. To so I'll, I'll go first. My first one is Batman: Arkham City. Oh yeah. I think Arkham Asylum is a phenomenal game, and I love how self-contained it is. And lots of people will say that's the best, and I'm inclined to agree mm. that it that it is probably the strongest one. But for me personally, Arkham City and getting access to that open world environment as Batman, yeah. was unbelievably mind-blowingly amazing and cool mm-hmm. and i've spoken about it on the podcast before how excited i was where i really wanted to pre-order it with the uh, the animated batman skin but i think that was a us only pre-order bonus And how in the it? uk you could get the dark knight returns which is the classic frank miller one where he's older batman mm. and i was i wanted to play through the game as that so i actually bought the graphic novel Dark Knight Returns and read the whole thing so I could be so I could understand why I was right. playing as this like I was really excited for this game so the second one for me is the best one with obviously Arkham Knight being still really good and it's the ultimate Batman game mm. but they were so ambitious that there was various shortcomings you know the, the Batmobile stuff wasn't yes. good and Infamously there so. was some weird stuff in it but uh, I think Arkham City it's, it's a very strong trilogy but Arkham City I think was the was the best one
2: okay yeah um i've got one here that i'm dealing with it in its trilogy form even though there are games that have come since then uh but uncharted the original sort of nathan drake trilogy
1: i thought about this one yeah but i decided against it oh did you do you think three is better than two i think three is better than two oh i, I th- think two's the biggest leap but i think mm. three is a shinier version of two and that's not a bad thing no I, I mean, I guess you could say that, but I. But that is that is the, that's the that's the main opinion. Like that's what's the what's the, the prevailing term, the popular consent. The, yeah. Whatever. The the, the, yeah. The, cons- the consensus is the second one is the, the best. The two so, is the best. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
2: I definitely agree that there's not much in it between two and three. Uh, two is definitely just a huge leap from one, uh, yeah. without a doubt. One is still good in and of itself, but the moment that you pick up two or three. If you ever go back to one, you're like, oh, yeah, this was, you know, f- fine. This was it's green, a good it? game. Yeah, very green. Um, yeah, you don't really go anywhere. It's all pretty much all set on that island, isn't it, I think? Yeah. A um, bit at sea. Yeah, a little bit at sea. But uh, number two, you know, you're traveling here, there, and everywhere. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Um, that, In fact, trains the train segment in particular I really enjoyed. Yes, um, that was
1: groundbreaking for the time. Yeah. Um, it won all the awards that year. It did. In a year that had Assassin's Creed 2 and Batman Arkham Asylum. It was a really strong year for games mm. and Uncharted 2 was the best one.
2: Uncharted 3 definitely has its moments though as well. Um, that bit where you're you're walking through the desert and it just is like slowly transitioning from scene to scene, but you're still in control. Like it looks like a cutscene. Like mm. a you know. Uh, and that was very that was immersive. Don't know why that's my highlight of that entire game. Just it's just very the memorable. Desert, I think is, that's
1: you can see, you can, playing through those games, you can see Naughty Dog grow as a studio in yeah. terms of sort of pushing the boundaries of video games with storytelling mm. and and presentation.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. So three, definitely, it's, it's a close call, but I I still prefer two, I think.
1: Two has uh, Chloe Fraser in it
2: for the yeah, first time. Yeah, that's true. But it three is. has
1: Charlie Cutter.
2: Oh, yeah, we do like
1: Charlie. We do like Charlie. Uh, here definitely. at Triple Jump, we do like Charlie. Yes. Stay down, stay down. Great. Drake. Great, great man. Yeah. My next one is Assassin's Creed 2 of the original trilogy. Okay. If you want to go Assassin's Creed 1, 2, and 3. Mm. Didn't like one. Didn't you? I have I said did. this before. I, d- I just did not like it. And it turns out I'm not actually alone. A lot of people couldn't right. really get into the first one. Just fa- I just, didn't, just found it quite dull. Loved mm. the idea, yeah. but found the setting and the characters pretty boring. And I, I got a bit bored of it. And it didn't feel, obviously, as the first game. Didn't feel as refined in terms of assassinating and jumping off rooftops and mm. stabbing folk and so on. Not saying it's a bad game. Uh, just worse than most. Just worse than most. Two, blew my mind. I got it way after it came out. Mm. I loved the meta game of you having this mansion that accrued wealth over time that you could then spend on stuff. So I used to just leave the console on right. and have my works of art tick up money over the time period. And I also thought that the... Just, just make your coffee as loud as you. Everyone's having quing, a chat quing, out quing. there now. Um, I found the the sort of um, the the actual real world stuff th- to be at its most interesting during Assassin's Creed. Oh, really? About them being in the present day version of this ruined mm. mansion and stuff, and going around and finding secrets that I knew were there because yeah. I was just there in the past. Right. And I thought that was really cool. And Ezio obviously is. Great character, really yeah. like Ezio. And then three, the American Revolutionary War. I just I thought it was really boring. Yeah, no. I thought I, uh, what's I his agree. name? What's the main character? Is it Connor? Um. Oh, I can't remember. I would, would know. You, if I would you would you like it, me to stab it, Lieutenant? Yeah. I think it's Connor. Uh thought he was really really boring as a character. I thought everyone involved was pretty boring. I I mean I'm not. I'm not small-minded enough for it to stick in my craw that I was killing British soldiers. That right. I, did, I didn't care about that. That didn't bother me. But I just, I just found it really tedious in a way. Everywhere looked the same. The free running wasn't as good either. No, exactly because there were just trees. A, a
2: founded like a, a, you know, a, a recently settled area. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so all of the areas looked the same, and I remember being really frustrated because when I was in a town, and there was like a fortified. Castilla whatever mm. um, where all the soldiers are barracks or what have you I couldn't get over the walls because I wasn't allowed to yet yeah. and I was like I'm free running at them and then I was just I had these obje- I just, I, th- I finished it but I didn't think it was I honestly didn't think that game was very good that's yeah. one of the occasions in these games where I will say I didn't think Assassin's Creed 3 was very good but Assassin's Creed 2 excellent love that game
2: I agree that it was the best of the trilogy but I, I did also enjoy 1 mm. you know you say yeah, a lot of people didn't did, yeah. but yeah I thought 1 was pretty good um
1: that lady who uh, came up with that series, mm. I think she's the one who's now working for Google Stadia. Oh, right, yeah. At that, at that studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm hoping to see big things from her.
2: Yeah, exciting. Yeah. Uh, my last uh, answer is the Spyro trilogy. Mm. Now, this is a question of what I think is, personally, I think is the best quality game, yeah. not my favorite. Spyro 1 will be, always be my favorite, but that's heavily, like, based on nostalgia more than anything else. Right. And I'm well aware that, you know, gameplay-wise, Spyro 1 is not the best. Um, Spyro 2 and 3, of course, have have all sorts of... I mean, they're orb challenges in Spyro 2 and their egg challenges in Spyro 3, but, you know, you, you go and do all sort, all manner of things with little vehicles and creatures and God knows what. Um, and Sheila. She, well, yeah, so you know you could argue that in three there's so much more gameplay variety because you get to be sergeant bird and other people but uh i i don't i don't really like playing as any of the alternate characters in spyro 3 i don't think they control very well um you know i don't i don't really like some of the levels either or i, I think they're less um uh sort of distinguishable they're just, some of them kind of Blur into one in my head. Now it doesn't help that it's the game I played the least, but maybe it's the game I played the least because I find it the least exciting. Yeah. Whereas I think two is has definitely has um, its own identity, and every level seems very different from all the others. And lots of fun orb challenges. Don't have to play as a wink wonk character, but you've got you know new exciting things like special abilities like head bash and and other ones swimming. Um yeah. you know, so I think there's a lot to be said for Spyro Two just in terms of in a in a more objective sense, if I put my nostalgia to one side. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Spyro Two is probably the best. Fair enough. You're a Spyro Three boy though, aren't you? I
1: am, but that's because it was the only one I had. Right. I would yeah. imagine. So for the same reason that you you gravitate towards Spyro One, mm. I gravitate towards Spyro Three because yeah. that's the game that I had. But I you know, I agree with all that. Those mini games can jump jump off a cliff for yeah. all I care. What you don't like shooting from the hip as a weird space chimp with a laser that doesn't work properly? Yeah, with enemies what that just constantly respawn until you destroy the generator. Yeah, awful. Yeah. Awful. Great. Uh, but I do love that game though. My final one is pretty obvious. One, it's Mass Effect.
2: Oh, of course. Um, yeah.
1: Ne- still have not played Mass Effect One because it was st- it wasn't on PlayStation.
2: Have you never played Mass Effect One? Nope. I just nope. assumed that you had because you're a Mass Effect Boy
1: Mass Effect Boy I know uh, Mass Effect 1 was still exclusive to Xbox and PC mm. when Mass Effect 2 was ported to PS3 so Mass Effect 2 came with a an interactive comic oh, at the start right. came with where the comic. you could make yeah. it, it sort of filled you in on what happened and you could make decisions to mm. shape the world which I think is the way to do it with those games you know the Witcher 3 I don't think the Witcher 3 did that either when no, it came didn't. over no. uh, which is a shame but um Mass Effect 2, I've spoken about many times, my love of that game and how obsessed with it I got.
2: The Witcher, sorry, I have just remembered The Witcher 3 has some dialogue at the beginning where you choose, that you talk, you're talking with someone about the history of the world and you select right. options there, but it doesn't really give you the context. Like no. an actual comic with context would be better than just... So what happened in that battle? This happened. We yeah, that won yes, it did. the battle. Yeah, we won. Oh, yes,
1: I remember when we exactly, won. Exactly, yeah. Sorry, I yeah, just remembered no, that. No, that's all right. Mass yeah. Effect 2's comic was really, really good. Um, so that, that meant a lot. It, Mass Effect 1 has, has since come to PS3. We're still waiting on some kind of collection for PS4, although that's heavily rumored. So if that does come out, I, yeah. will, I will play it. Mass Effect 3, I thought, was still really, really good, but just not as good as Mass Effect 2. Characters weren't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it looked better, but it just it just didn't have the same impact as Mass Effect 2. And um, yeah. so, yeah, Mass Effect 2 is, is definitely the strongest of the trilogy as far as I'm concerned. There you go. There's a, there's a few out there. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's move on to a section. It's groundbreaking. We've never done it before. It's called What We Play In. Oh, OK. Yeah. 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 Let's... Well, that's what it says. OK. Peter. Yes. What's your plying?
2: Uh, I've been playing two games. Mm. Um, one of the games that I plied was um, a bit of Star Wars Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. because they've just released BB-8 as a playable hero.
1: What on earth can he do? And
2: also the evil BB-8. Uh,
1: what on earth can he do?
2: The same, pretty much the same things as BB-8. Right. Unfortunately... I never really got the opportunity to play as them. So ah. I, I only sat down and, and played a little bit of it, but um, it, it never it never rolled around, if you'll ah. like. <laughs> ah. So that's annoying, because pretty much the only reason I sat... I've not played that game in, in you know, a month or more, mm. um, which is quite a while for me. Um, and the only reason I sat down to play it was to, to get a chance to use them. I think, from what I understand, they're quite... They're, they're sort of support based characters for the most part. Like, I think they buff you, they buff other players and they have abilities like that. But they do still, I think, have some actual offensive manoeuvres or abilities.
1: Do they set sort of like... uh, heartwarming traps to kill people with. Oh, almost certainly. Sort of the comic relief where they set little... Oh, no, they booby traps the door. Oh, no, that man's
2: been cut in half. Yeah, but because it's a Stormtrooper, a bucket head... No one cares. No one
1: cares. And it's a little robot that does a thumbs up.
2: Yeah. So I will definitely try and play more of that between now and the next podcast so that I'm able to say, it's good or it's not good to play as BB-8. So... Uh, but on top of that, I've been just carrying on with uh, Resi Two on live stream, yeah, and thoroughly enjoying it. You did a long old stream this week. Yeah, I've done two two long streams in a row, just because I'm enjoying it that much that I can't put it down when the time comes. Mm. It's like seven o'clock, and I'm like, yeah, well, we should end it here. And like, I think on both occasions, I actually at pretty much seven o'clock, I've reached the end of a chapter where it gives you the option to save the game, right? And I've gone, yep, um, save game gonna carry on playing still playing (laughs) it's now quarter to eight i'm just gonna get
1: up to this bit i'm just gonna do one more
2: but that just says you know how how good the game is and how much i enjoy it as i've said before in previous podcasts it's one of my favorite games of all time i think yeah so uh just thoroughly enjoying that to be honest um it's still good as it was last week
1: well, speaking of streams, mm. I streamed The Sims 4 this week. She yes, did, um, and I streamed it with Jack from Cultaholic. I, I had no idea that it, it had been a long-standing dream of his. Mm. Almost, he, t- he said it wasn't really a dream. It just sort of became a running thick, running joke that he wanted to do, to do What Culture House yeah. when he was at What Culture, but it never came to fruition. And now we've done Triple Jump and Cultaholic House. Mm. So the stream was us creating uh, you, yeah. me. Um, Simone Miller, right. as voted for by the, by the viewing public, uh, and then... Is some, that just
2: a legally different it's just, name?
1: It's just female Simon Miller. Oh, it's a female. She's jacked, bro.
2: God, I'd love Simon Miller to be my mum. Is that a weird thing to say?
1: Well, I did once edit a video where he'd gone and played Injustice 2, I think at an event, and he said, I want to marry Batman so I can become Mrs. Batman. Yeah. And I photoshopped him into a dress, a okay. wedding dress. He looked beautiful. I bet he does. I bet he's, he's beautiful in a dress. He anyway, he could be your mum if you ask him. He's a nice man. He could yeah, I think it, he'd, sure. he'd allow it. He yeah. it. Uh, so we created Su- Su- Simone Milher. Mm. And then on top of that, we did um, Ross, Sam, Jack, Adam and Tom. Yes. Uh, because you only have eight places, mm-hmm. eight slots in the house. So we were limited anyway. Yeah. Uh, and and that was the whole stream was just creating those people. And I had a mini heart attack because I briefly flashed back to being at school. Because we obviously we were trying to be nice when creating them, but we put Adam Pacitti in his wrestling attire from when he had a very brief wrestling career mm-hmm. um, as AJ Hazard. So we put him in these tiny little gold shorts. Yeah. And on and he just suddenly opened the stream room door and just went, I "Need to have a chat tomorrow, Ben." And and I, for a minute I just it was like a deer in the headlights, like. <laughs> uh and, he, and then he started laughing and I was like oh, Jesus Christ I knew I wasn't in trouble but for some reason my you know when you just default back to a yeah, point you in your just life got where instinct. that tone of your vo- that tone of voice is like oh no I'm in trouble yeah I wasn't in trouble
2: it's we were watching it upstairs like I think most people had it on the second oh, really? screen yeah oh, that's nice and we were all watching it and uh it, after about half an hour you'd only you'd, you'd made Jack yeah. and I think you were like halfway through you and Adam went they're not going to be playing any actual in-house no, gameplay no, are they? That, to
1: be fair, that was never the plan. No. The, the plan was to to create the sims and mm. then on the next stream. And I, it's not going to be the it's not going to be next week. It'll right. be whenever we decide to do it next. We'll then move on to Pop building building the house. Are you going to build the um, office or just a house? Well, I think we will. I think we will try and build the office. Oh, that would be good. Uh, yeah. So we'll 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 see. But both of those vods are available now. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash triple jump. If you click on videos, they're up there for 14 days. Mm. So go and catch up on those if you like. The other two things, I played through Late Shift again, that FMV game. Oh, yeah. Got the Platinum Trophy. Nice. And I played through the shape-shifting, de- shapeshifting Detective. Got all but one of the trophies in that. Because I'm now approaching 100 platinum, 170. Okay, and I want that to be something a little bit more significant, and I'm mm-hmm. going to make that hidden agenda.
2: Oh, okay. So Good, it won't it won't be long before you hit 200, really. Well, at
1: this rate, yeah. But I think once I've done this, I'm going to ease off a little, right? Because I wanted another game to play until the next big game comes out, and I bought myself the Bioshock collection. Yeah. And then they released it on PlayStation Plus, so oh, I returned you it. the Bioshock collection. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and now I think I'm going to play that in my in my spare time. I'm going to start at Bioshock. Never played Bioshock. 2. Haven't so, you never, no, you never no, played no. it? Oh, I didn't so, know that. I thought you played it and just didn't like it as much. No, I just heard that it wasn't kind of like uh, Arkham Origins. Mm. It was just sort of almost like the black sheep. Yeah. Not bad, but for some reason had a reputation. So mm. I'd, I'm, I'm going to play it and I'm, I'm going to see how I find it.
2: I want to grab the buy. At the moment, I'm not actually on Plus. When I played um, Battlefront, that was on offline mode. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm tempted just to... Because my Plus ran out in January. And right. Just before they brought out the Bioshock collection. It's
1: a very collection. good month this yeah, month. Yeah.
2: And That's... so I'm tempted to, because I know at some point in the next 12 months, I'm probably going to, you know, sign up again, which, you know, it costs, what's it, like 40, 40 quid or something like that.
1: For a year. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I may yeah. as well do that now and get a good free game out of it rather than do it any other month where I'm not going to be able to get the Bioshock it's collection. some weird indie game or something. Yeah. Because I love Bioshock.
1: Yeah, it's it's excellent. I have a Bioshock tattoo, so I feel like mm. I should at least play through all of them. Yeah, maybe. So. I, I love One and Infinite, uh, but when I played through One, I was a bit of a coward, and I may have like just sort of sprinted in areas because I wasn't quite as good with horror games. Right. And I know it's not a horror game, but it's very tense, it's a bit spooky. Yeah, yeah. So I'm ready to go in properly and do this thing. Nice. Do it. Do it. Question two, Peter. I've gained a mug. You've, it suddenly appeared. Mm. This comes from Darren Kank, great name. Greetings, gentlemen. Most of your discussions centre around console and PC games, but I was wondering, are there any mobile games that you've put a lot of hours into? Ideally, I'm talking about phone games, but I'd also welcome handheld games answers too. Thanks for the podcast, gents. It's the only video games media that I listen to. Oh, great. Really sorry to hear that, Darren. You you. could do a lot better.
2: Yeah, you could get some (laughs) actual scoops on the news if you listen to something else. Yeah, something
1: timely. But thank you for your support and thank you for listening much appreciated yeah Peter do you play or have you at any point played a lot of mobile games
2: yeah but only I kind of just make sure I've got I don't even do it anymore but there was a, a time probably sort of throughout my four years at university that I would make sure I always just had a game on my phone to like play on a train or while I'm you know sitting waiting for a bus or whatever it would just be I would want to make sure that there was something available to me. So I never got um, particularly attached to any one game. I just c- couldn't be bothered to, like, swap it for anything else. Yeah. So I played Candy Crush for a long time. Ooh. Never put any money into it whatsoever. My dad I, plays
1: Candy Crush. Does
2: he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never put any money into any mobile game at all. I download free games, and I... Just watch Suffer the ads. through the adverts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, some occasionally games will allow you, if there's like in-game credits that you earn by just doing well and getting high scores, mm. they will let you buy ad removal with your in-game credits because I think yeah. they're hoping that you will buy, you'll do an in-app purchase for the credits so that you can then spend the credits on the ad. Right. But if you sit it out for that long that you finally earn 500 credits just naturally, then,
1: you know... No ads, please. No ads. Here's um, a fun hack for you Yeah. that isn't really that useful because, you know, it's a phone and you kind of want to be able to use it as a phone. Right. But if you put your phone on airplane mode, Yes. as you, clearly you know, it turns off the adverts because they, you're not connected to the internet. So yeah, come, no, I do um, often do pull that. Pull adverts down. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that means you can't answer phone calls. No. So it, it's kind of pointless, really. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely.
2: Um, other than that, I mean played the crap out of Snake Two on my, oh, Snake on my 2. old Nokia. Forget about it. That was probably my first mobile game that I uh mm-hmm. that I ever played and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um and then at the moment, the game that I've got on my phone that I sometimes play is just called Perfect Tower, where you're just <laughs> dropping shapes that precariously
1: stack. That sounds like a rip off of tricky towers.
2: Probably is. I don't know what which Tricky is a, Towers which is, a, is.
1: Which is a fantastic game. Tricky Towers is on pretty much everything. It rings up. I've really heard good. of it, but you can I don't go know. go head to head. Oh. Like stacking next to, you know, with your friend and stuff. Right. And you have power-ups that you can knock their tower over and mm-hmm. make ice blocks for them and stuff. It's... Sounds like a sounds like a non-free version of that.
2: Yeah. I mean Perfect Tower was just one that I think was advertised to me on something like Instagram and I was like, "Oh, that looks like one of those sort of somewhat satisfying games to play and right. it's free." I'll 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 press that actual Instagram <laughs> ad for the first time in my life and download the free game. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. I don't play any mobile games and haven't for a long time, mainly because I didn't have space on my old phone. Mm. I've just got a new phone. It's still, it's an iPhone 6 still, just because I don't want a bigger phone. No, it's and you fine. want headphones. Yes, Headphone I check. want headphones and also it's it's got more space than the old one. That's the main reason and better battery life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I didn't play games because it would kill my battery and I didn't have a lot of space. And also, I just didn't want to play games on my phone. I just no. don't, I don't like it. I don't like smearing my fingers all over it. That's mm. not, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, but when I, when I used to, uh, the, the sort of quick, easy throwaway game that I had was iCopter. Oh yeah. Which is that, you know, there's there's a billion with the same name. Mm. And it you just you're a little helicopter or something going from left to right along the screen, you have to tap it, and when you tap it, you'll go up. A bit like Flappy Bird, but less sort of, you know, extreme yeah, when you're going up and down. There's like a tunnel that you're going through that randomly generated tunnel. With little little obstacles inside it sometimes. You can change the speed, you get a high score. I remember that was one of the first things I ever downloaded when I got my iPhone, three G yeah. uh, about ten years ago. And um my friends and I used to take it in turns to see who could get, go furthest and mm-hmm. stuff. So that was that. I mean, there's what we learned from our, our f- f- you know, we never talk about it, um, but what we learned from, from our BAFTA experience you know when we went to BAFTA you remember yeah. when we went to BAFTA i i remember yeah remember BAFTA we mm. do, we don't talk about it very often but no. when we went to BAFTA what we learned is that actually there are some really really amazing mobile <laughs> games that people put a lot of time into that are really thought provoking and make the best use of the medium mm. you know like there there was that one i can't remember what it's called i'm sure someone will know and it was up for it was nominated then for a mobile and, award for yeah for the mobile game award mm. where it would basically act as you were your it was it was between two lovers or two partners who were in a war zone right in the middle east and it would act the the correspondence would come through as push notifications as that that looked like texts Mm. so it would make it would make perfect sense to be on 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 mobile yeah or on on your phone and there are plenty of games like that 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 are really clever and really well put together that aren't just candy crush or stacking blocks or yeah. flying a helicopter through a tunnel. You, you played know.
2: Pokemon Go, didn't you?
1: No, I didn't. Didn't you? No, no, I didn't. I oh, I saw st- in
2: the office at the time we're playing. I thought yeah. that you were part of
1: I was I was very much aware of the explosion and it took me ages and I finally downloaded it. I played it for maybe 10 minutes and then I stopped. Oh no. Yeah, never never got into Pokemon Go, as oh. much as I love Pokemon. So that's not even one that I can mention. Right. But one that I have mentioned before is called 80 Days, which is one of those apps. Oh yeah, where a lot of effort was put in. I played it on Steam. You have to get around the world in 80 days. I think it's best on iPad personally, mm-hmm. and you have you get to decide which way you make your own make your way around, and you have certain resources. You have to just get around the world in 80 days. Mm. You're, I think you are Phileas Fogg. Yeah, um, and you've got your your assistant who's with you. And you get into various hijinks and you get to make decisions about how you what you do that night in the city. If you get a night's sleep or if you go out on the town and stuff. And it's presented in this really beautiful art style that's Mm. all uh, very stylized. That game's really good. But that's pretty much the only mobile game that I can actually talk about. Right. But if you want to get into handhelds, then Mm -hmm. obviously I've had a lot of handhelds. You talk about pretty much any Pokemon game and you're golden. If you talk about golden, you're talking about Persona 4 Golden, which is the one on Vita, which obviously I played the crap out of. Mm -hmm. But that's about it, really. We don't play many mobile games, so sorry we can't offer any more than that. But uh, there Mm. are fantastic games out there, and I'm sure there are websites dedicated to covering that kind of stuff.
2: I just remembered there was that one where um, it's like a zombie apocalypse, and it uses an actual map of where you are and there are red dots moving around on the map and you have to oh. run through the streets and avoid Jesus zombies. It's like a real life...
1: Try not to get hit by of, a car. You, well, yeah.
2: It's like you, you're integrating into into real life, like, you've just got this map and you're like, oh, there's, there's zombies down there and down there, I've got to run this way, and uh, you know, they're just Is sort that of,
1: AR? Is that what that is?
2: It's, uh, in a way, it's AR. I mean, it's not really, is it? It's just mm. a map.
1: I guess technically it is AR, but yeah. Just sort of, yeah, integrating your integra- integrating real life into games mm. or what have you. Yeah. There we go. Hope that, uh, hope that helps a little bit. Right, Peter, it's yes. time for something a little bit strange. Do I require a mobile phone for it? You might. It's weird news! It's weird news time Peter mm. Have you got something strange in your neighbourhood?
2: Uh, yeah Mine At first glance Might not seem like a, a good weird news Okay um, But it's I mean, The final paragraph talks about a couple of other related stories And I think as a whole It's all quite an interesting weird thing um, Right But it's certainly not amusing To begin with
1: Brilliant Hit yeah. me with that headline Bring us down Pandemic's
2: arrival on the Epic Games Pandemic the game Yeah It's arrival on the Epic Games store has been delayed Okay Okay Uh, This is by Alistair Jones Kotaku Uh, The Epic Games Store has been busy uh, giving away a free game each week for months now, and it currently shows no sign of stopping. Players can currently get their hands on Farming Simulator 19, and later this week, three digital board games were set to make their way into rotation, but one has been removed. French board game developer Asmondi Digital confirmed last week it would be giving away three of its games for free ahead of their official arrival on the store. Ticket to Ride, Carcassonne, and Pandemic were all due to be given away for free. But while the first two titles are still available, the latter will no longer be available. Mm. I have played Pandemic on physical tabletop. It's quite fun. Okay. In a statement by a PC gamer, The the Epic confirmed that... <laughs> L'epic. Uh, we've shifted the release of Pandemic as a free game in our store to a later date. actually says in out store to a later date. Brilliant. So this Brilliant. is a really good write-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The publisher hasn't provided an explanation for the change, but it seems pretty likely that the decision is linked to the coronavirus outbreak, Mm -hmm. which has now killed more than 400 people. Pandemic tasks players with containing deadly diseases as they spread across the world. So I think the weird or interesting thing about that is that, uh, you know, coronavirus, a, a very real disease, is having far wider-reaching implications than you would expect. Obviously, the most important implication is that people are getting ill and dying, Yes. Um, uh, but it's uh, down here at the bottom it says, the outbreak has seen a number of other gaming-related side effects, from a spike in the sales of Plague Inc.
1: Yes, have you played Plague Inc.? I've not, but I'm aware of it. Plague Inc. is fantastic. It, that is a good mobile game that yeah. I've played, actually, where you create your own virus and you you sort of Level it up and try and infect everything.
2: I played a free web version, like a similar thing, years ago, like in the mid-noughties, which I think was actually called Pandemic before the board game was popular. Right. Or Epidemic, it may have been called.
1: But it's super interesting because it gives you an understanding of how these things spread and how they evolve and adapt and... And all that kind of stuff. Well, exactly.
2: So that's what... I mean, and then the the second thing is to the suspension of esports events across China and the surrounding region. That's understandable. Which is understandable. Because gamer boys are filthy. Of course, yeah. But so while, you know, the, the main headline here, pandemic has been delayed because they don't want to be insensitive about coronavirus. That's not that weird. And it's it's not that interesting or amusing even. But okay. the fact that there's been a spike in sales of plague ink mm. uh, is, is a... Is a really weird thing people are playing a game about virus you know spreading and and trying to optimize the spread of a virus because it's like in the zeitgeist currently yeah which i think is a really strange thing there's actually a whole write-up about that which maybe i maybe i could have even just brought that as a weird news but uh (laughs) uh it says like the chinese public however seem to be looking at the outbreak with a bit of a sense of humor Hmm. Um, and they're, they're all playing plague inc now um you know, something to do while you're, I guess, shut up in your in your apartment in Wuhan. Um, yeah, stay safe, everyone out there. If you of can, course,
1: take precautions if you're in an area where. They, I mean, they brought the two UK cases to the to, to Newcastle Castle, yeah. to be treated. So that's bloody brilliant, isn't it? Cheers yeah. for that.
2: And the one other place that I can go to for sanctuary is
1: Yorkshire, yeah. and there's a confirmed case in York. So brilliant. Yeah, we're all safe. Yeah, it, it should be fine. Yes, the the the, the who. The band. The band The Who are doing uh doing everything right in they terms are. of containing and and taking appropriate precautions. So to, uh, to, to, to knock on wood. There is no wood in this studio, is it? Peter's head. Knock on wood that uh, everything will be fine. But that that is super interesting. Yeah. People want to see how it works. They're all playing those games now.
2: Bit uh, morbid, uh, but. Much like flu as well, the reason you should, I was I, to add as to why it will be fine is mm. uh, it, it's mostly a, a problem for people who are old or yeah, unwell. already unwell. Yeah, so don't go being mean to people from other countries just because you think they've got coronavirus. No, uh, because that is
1: not okay. There's been a lot not of that <laughs> happening. Not okay, it's in the news. Yeah, I have seen actually some some people have been discriminated against some some American-born Asian man who was Mm. 21 years old apparently was fired from his service job where he worked at a restaurant because he made diners uncomfortable because he looked Chinese, which is just another level of that's not okay, is it? Did
2: you hear about that guy? I think this was in China, actually, but uh, the guy who had a heart attack and no one wanted to give him CPR because they thought I might get coronavirus from him and he dies.
1: That's sad. It's terrible. That's sad. Uh, There needs to be... I mean, the the way that the the media is representing it is that this is the doomsday virus, but we've been through it before with the bird flu and... Mm. All the other nonsense. It's take precautions and be informed, but don't, don't not administer CPR on someone. Yeah, for example,
2: it's it's not much different to flu, basically. No, and just you don't go mad when it's flu season, do you? I mean, you know, just yeah. just calm
1: down, just be sensible. Yeah. Well, that is weird. Would you like another weird thing? Yes, please. It took a while for this to actually appear as an article. Because I saw it break on Twitter from Wario sixty four, who's a very good follow, by the way. Right, uh, who spotted this? This uh, this write up though comes from Game Rant. Oh, okay. PlayStation social media icon removed due to copyright. What? Yeah. Oh God. As the world becomes increasingly dominated by social media, it makes sense that policing copyright infringement would become a bigger priority than ever before. After all, the use of copyright claims has already been a force for good in the gaming world a number of times, one instance being in June last year when Twitch sued a handful of users that were illegally streaming copyrighted movies on the site. However, on occasion, copyright strikes don't exactly work how they're intended to. Case in point. Well, we should know. the (laughs) 2nd of February, where PlayStation's official Twitter icon was hit with a copyright strike, the image replaced by a caption simply reading, Media not displayed. This image has been removed in response to a report from the copyright holder. It seems PlayStation had hilariously managed to launch a copyright claim against its own profile's icon, soon going viral as Twitter users found the company's situation hilarious. (sighs) Naturally, There's also the possibility that PlayStation's profile picture was taken down by other Twitter users as a prank. Mm. It's not as if this is a rare occurrence online either, with YouTube in particular often seeing a number of videos taken down by aggravated viewers hoping to copyright strike content creators to cut off their monetization. Whether the copyright strike was a prank orchestrated by Twitter users or perhaps simply a mistake on PlayStation's part is unknown. However, the company now has its profile picture back, so it appears the humorous incident was harmless in the long run.
2: That sort of exposes a flaw in the system though, doesn't it? Because it says this has been taken down due to a complaint by the copyright holder. Yeah. Now... PlayStation clearly didn't deliberately target their own social media profile. No. So it wasn't that PlayStation looked at the PlayStation profile and went, no. No. um, You know, so there's either an automated process there that's gone wrong, in which case, why are you automating these things with processes that can go wrong? Yep. Or... As you say, or as the article says, it could have just been orchestrated by other Twitter users. In which case, it's absolute rubbish that it's a claim made by the copyright holder. Clearly, they're not actually verifying where these claims are coming from. They're going, oh, someone said that that's copyright infringement. Must have been the copyright owner who reported that, I guess. We'll take it down.
1: Also, Mm -hmm. I think uh, not allowing someone to have your company's logo as a Twitter profile picture is... A bit much. It's a bit stinky. It's a bit much. Now I'm wondering if this this is in light, and this actually is weird news of its own, uh, because this tweet went viral from people who are unable to read. Perhaps there was an account called uh, PlayStation at Playstaten. Right. Okay. Who had all their Twitter kitted out to look exactly like the official account that did a tweet. That was exactly the same as the one they did last year, announcing the the sort of event where they would talk about the PS4. Mm. Not last year, sorry. The, you know when when the last PS4 time, was coming yeah. out. Yeah. Whereas like, join us at the PlayStation Theater to talk about the future of PlayStation. Thousands and thousands of retweets and likes, and then you just let. And it's at PlayStation. <laughs> so I don't know if this is in response it to that, be. or if it's um, if it's just them clamping down again. But God, that seems. Petty. we've spoken before about you having uh Twitter tw- Twitter content, important content that you've made that had licensed music in and that was taken yeah. down Can't on remember Twitter, it was now, which is surprising but... because there's no way to monetize it, so you weren't making any money off it.
2: No. It was just for entertainment purposes. You just got sent a bulk email with everyone's uh, Usernames in it—that's a breach. That seems is. like a bit of a breach of copy of uh, privacy. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, just a big bulk
1: takedown. Crazy. Mm. Well, there we go. It's all sorted now. It was sorted quite quickly, and I was searching around for a couple of days. For some kind of article about it, and none were appearing because I think it was just so fast. You thought, oh, I'm gonna have to write my own. Gonna have to just bring the tweet along. This is weird news from
2: Ben Potter
1: here. Yeah, from Ben Potter. Well, at Wario64 on Twitter. Thank you very much. Let's move on to question three. This comes from Caroline O'Brien. Yes, it does. What does Caroline say? Hi, Ben and Peter. Hello. It's a long one.
2: It is. Thank you for submitting a meaty question, Caroline. Girthy. Hi, Ben and Peter. I just watched 1917 on the weekend. Great film, by the way. Definitely worth seeing if you haven't already. I haven't, but I want to. Yeah, me too. I I enjoyed Dunkirk, which is similar. Mm. Uh, And I've noticed a few people uh, commenting on its relationship to video games. Most, I can't speak today, most noticeably, someone on Twitter asking if uh, they should go see it, as from the trailer, they had assumed it was just another video game-esque war film. How dare you? There have also been a few reviews praising it for not being too video gamey. Whatever that means. I have to admit this stuck in my throat a bit. It seems to me that these opinions are being purported by people who have a rather narrow view of what video games can be. Like the recent media claims that games are all violent and mindless, this reporting seems to suggest that video games are incapable of having interesting storylines. Am I being too sensitive here? In my opinion, 1917 was very much like a video game in the best sense. It reminded me of The Last of Us in terms of storytelling and characterization but but, okay. main, but mainstream media seems to think comparing a film to a video game is an insult whereas I feel they're both different but strong ways of telling meaningful stories and of course many games are duds but so are many films
1: anyway I'm rambling now what are your opinions? we'll tell you Caroline let's play devil's advocate right you see my big horns on my head? There they are. I'm ready to condemn some foul souls to hell for eternity. You're going to advocate Satan? Yes. Yeah. That's me. Satanic advocate, mm. Ben Potter. Um, things can be compared to video games in the sense that, well, it's a bit Call of Duty, isn't it? Mm. Where big explosions and ridiculous set pieces and stuff. But that's where the devil's advocate ends. Because... Call of Duty has come a long way since then, yeah. And also, those games are inspired by action movies from the eighties, yeah. So,
2: and also, uh-huh. I think it's one thing to say that a film is a bit specific video game, Call of Duty, for example, right. or, or whatever. It's a bit, it's a bit manhunt. This game, yeah. Uh, uh, this film, sorry, but uh, I don't think I don't know what it means to say that something is or isn't video gamey. Yeah. Because the only thing that all video games share is the idea that you're in control of what's going on of, you know, of the action. And even then, you know, walking simulators are only borderline, you know, you move a character around, but pretty much it's like a film that's just being presented to you. Yeah. Um so to say that something is video gamey is just such a broad strokes thing. You know, you should at least be saying, "Oh, it's a bit like one of those action-packed first-person shooters or oh you know it's it's a bit boring because it was just like command and conquer the entire film was just a top-down view of a battlefield or something but yeah you know to just say something that it's something is video game doesn't even make
1: sense as such no. contextually it implies that it's childish and yeah over of course the top. that's yeah. that's sort of what they're saying no i understand but in that, the same but... sense that they should specify Exactly what the flip you're talking about when you're talking about video games. There's no way they could do that because clearly this is coming from a place of utter ignorance and exactly. it's not it's not harmful ignorance. You know, it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt anyone. It's not gonna perpetuate negative stereotypes. It's in many ways it's 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 petty, and I'm not calling Caroline petty, but we've all been there because this is clearly a hobby that everyone listening cares about. Mm. And it's it's they're they're just What they're doing is they're dismissing an entire the biggest entertainment industry in the world by just saying, it's a bit video gamey. And it is annoying and education is the way to sort that out. But I'd argue that the kind of people who are saying these things are not going to suddenly start playing video games. And to sort of draw a parallel in a really, really fun way to politics. What I will say is that increasingly generations now are growing up more aware more accepting mm. more tolerant and ultimately the the bulk of the people who are causing quote unquote the problems in this case not knowing what a video game is mm. they're increasingly going to leave these jobs where they're in a position where they where they they are of influence and can talk about yeah. video games or, th- or films being a bit video gamey um or they're just gonna die. Yeah. And then they're gone. And increasingly those positions are gonna be overtaken by people who have grown up with video games and know better than to say, oh, 1917 is actually really good. I thought it was just gonna be a bit video gamey. Yeah. Like, oh, what does that mean? What well, are you saying? You're right
2: in that like age is definitely an issue. Is in that like, you know, a lot of <coughs> film reviewers, as a, a very general uh uh general
1: as a generalization. Hit, hit them back with another generalization.
2: Bam! All the top tier major newspaper film critics are over... 50. 40 or more. Yeah. yeah. They're not. But, like, j- the people with these opinions often are over 40 or 50 years old. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, they may have had a bit of video gaming experience once upon a time, but back when they were playing video games, it was very much you, you are just there to shoot everything up. Yeah. You know, they've, they've not been played playing... God of War. No, exactly. <laughs> they've played, like, At best, like Contra, maybe, or, you know, Duke Nukem. Mm -hmm. uh, Doom. Yeah, Quake. Quake. Exactly. So they they may have played those games once upon a time. They're no longer sitting at home with a PS4, you know, playing The Last of Us or Uncharted or God of War or even, you know, Spider-Man or anything (laughs) like that. You know, they think that all video games are just running around either driving round and round a track Mm -hmm. or shooting every single thing that moves yeah Um, they're a waste of time yeah and they're inane and they have no story or depth to them that's what their understanding of video games is
1: absolutely and i feel like video games have got it stacked against them because you play games and they're called games Mm. so anyone who's who's not aware really of what a game is just sees that and thinks well you play it then it's a you know, yeah. it's, it's trivial. It's like
2: hopscotch doesn't have a narrative. Exactly. You, just, so. you just
1: play it. Yeah. You just, it's a waste of time, you know, that kind of stuff. So you're absolutely justified in, in that uh, sticking in your craw a little bit. Mm. Uh, what I would say, though, is that this kind of thing is so exhausting, yeah. you know, to have to, to... What I would say is we all know what these things are. These people that have these opinions, as it's not damaging to society don't even waste your breath on them nah, just bother. just just try to tune them out because we all know that they're just talking from a place of ignorance useless um unfortunately there are far worse places or far worse things that people are talking about currently from places of ignorance mm-hmm. so in this one in particular while it is really annoying i say we just just whatever we, it's, a, Let them get it's on the with biggest it. entertainment industry in the world you know screw them if they don't understand it they're only they're literally just preaching to the choir really aren't they Yeah, they're just going to be talking to the people who share those same views like and chamber. those people are increasingly going to not be present mm-hmm. uh, until it's just people who actually understand what's going on if there's an opportunity to engage in a conversation with yeah. someone about video games like you know in real life then absolutely do it but don't they're just not worth your time. Mm. Don't feel like you need to be that person on Twitter who goes, um, because then, you know, that's probably just as bad. Yeah. And I'm not talking specifically to Caroline here. I'm just talking in general. Hi, Caroline. I hope, Hi, you're, well. Caroline. hope you're having a good day. Uh, but I agree. I think we both agree. Mm. It's, it's, it's sort of reductive to, to use that terminology, but it's coming from a place of ignorance and those people are probably old or ill-informed and yeah. it's not worth not really worth engaging with them, really. No. Screw them. I think you're right about, um, you
2: know, if if you do get the chance to have the conversation with someone who... Someone who's going to be receptive and open to like having a, a discussion. Yeah, a friend or family, then, then why not? But given that, you know, we don't know... Miss Mrs... Mary Hate Games. That's her name. That <laughs> Roger for, Ebert. He's dead. Yeah. Uh then, uh, you know, don't, don't need to worry about it. I'd, I'd be interested to have a conversation, there with my parents or my grandparents about games because I know they'd be, yeah. they'd be open to, you know, hearing about it. And they would probably come at me with, with like, oh, well, so my understanding is, 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 do you just, like, shoot everyone? That sounds really horrible. And if I was able to just tell them, like, no, look, like, maybe if, give me 10 minutes of your time and just sit them down in front of, like, a, a well-chosen moment from a video Untitled game. Untitled Goose Game. Yeah,
1: this is a video
2: game. The opening from the Last of Us. Grandmother's
1: every. Yeah, I don't think they'd like that one as much. No, this is a.
2: Hey, this is a game that's like really critically acclaimed for its narrative, and like, oh, okay, yeah, let's see this. And then the first ten minutes is just that. I don't think that would
1: convert. We're not saying video games don't have a way to go before they're appreciated as as they should be. Mm. But we're getting there. And if anyone still has that attitude, that's the same attitude people had twenty years ago. Yes. And if they're still holding it, then they're not worth your time. No. At least then you know I'm not saying disown your family I'm just saying it's not worth engaging in that particular line of conversation because it's just not you're not going to get anything out of it really are you yeah maybe so there we go
2: that was that was almost a big discussion that wasn't it that it was, was. A, a big old chat that we had speaking
1: of which mm. it's time for another one oh. it's the big discussion big discussion time this comes from Rudy Manchego oh I love Manchego have you ever had any no what, what is it type of chidge ch- is it cheese is it? yeah it's a chidge? I love a chidge I think I it's sheep's cheese,
2: cheese. Oh, uh, maybe not. And I know but it's it's that doesn't sound nice, but it it's it's very good. Don't talk to me about. Cheese. And I
1: can eat Don't it without just feeling sick. Really? Yeah. Well, therefore, it's the best cheese. <laughs> mm. Dear Ben and Peter. Long-time follower, relatively new Patreoner. Thank you very much. Mm. With the recent review bombing of Warcraft 3, what are your views on the practice? Certainly, as consumers, one could argue that it is a valid way to express legitimate disappointment with a product that one has purchased. There has also been some cases where this has helped to reverse unpopular decisions from publishers. However... It is also ripe for abuse as clearly many people like to hop on the hate train just for the pure sake of it. Do you find chaps see it as a legitimate model for dissent or do you think this kind of behaviour is giving the world the word mob a bad name? <laughs> Keep up the top work and rather excellent podcast. Thanks Rudy Manchego. Thank you Rudy. Thank you, Rudy. I mean, the
2: word mob, it used to be a very, you know. It used to be a very, very positive word. It uh, had really good standing We need to reclaim society. mob as yeah. a
1: word. Uh, a mob of Manchego. Mm. Ooh, that sounds good. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. This has just come out. Um, it's obviously a, a, a remaster of yeah. sorts. And Blizzard talked a really big game. And it's come out and it's actually disappointing in almost every way. It's not been reviewed very well, full stop. Mm. And then when it comes to the critical... Not the critical, the the user reviews on Metacritic. Yeah. It has been review bombed. It has. Um, I mean, I think
2: the the main issue that people have with the game is that really they've not done a great deal with it. No. Uh, they've remodeled, I think, some... I don't think even necessarily all of the units. I think they've remodeled all the heroes for sure. But um, I think the other some of them have just obviously they've had their their textures updated but I don't think they've been remodeled as such might not be true they might have redone everything but um really other than that like it looks very very similar it's just in 4k now and they said they were going to like overhaul the UI and they actually didn't seem don't seem to have done that Mm. um I think it's just been a bit of a disappointment because Warcraft 3 very good game still still holds up i played a lot of warcraft 3 once upon a time and i would although i haven't done in many years i would happily go back to it and i know i would enjoy it and yeah. i kind of feel like i would just play warcraft 3 i wouldn't pay good money for what is supposed to be a new game or a, or a remastered you know brand new fresh
1: version of it and apparently isn't you know in some places They've supposedly made it worse as well. Right. There are some things that are actually worse than they were in the original. And I might be wrong here. Mm. Citation very much needed. Yeah. But I think it's a similar situation to Dark Souls Remastered, where they replaced every version of the original Dark Souls on PC with this re- remastered version, right. which annoyed a lot of people. And I, I don't know if this is true. I might be wrong here, but I saw one of the comments or one of the reviews saying, let me have access to my old maps and my old custom stuff, mm. which leads me to believe that potentially this reforged edition replaced the original Warcraft 3 available on store places. God. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. That no. might be. Either way, they've really, really annoyed people. Mm. But review bombing is fairly self-explanatory. It's when people go to usually Metacritic and the user reviews, they just absolutely smash it with zeros, sick making zeros, yeah. and bomb it all the way down. So currently it has a 60 on Metacritic from from actual critics, and that is not great no. for a Warcraft game, especially one so beloved. Uh, and the user score is similar, isn't it?
2: Yeah, um, the user score is 0. 0.5 out of 10. So or when you say five out of a hundred, yeah, when you say similar, I mean it's not similar to sixty percent. Given that it's five no, out of hundred, no, it's not good. It's five in, in a loose sense. Yeah. Um, so you know that that is clearly the result of people going absolutely insane. Because surely, I mean, it, it's not. It's like we say when we don't allow a zero percent review score on worst games ever. Yeah. It's not a five percent good game, is it? No. Um,
1: it's ultimately, it's I'm I'm in two minds because Rudy's right that it is it is a very valid way of of voicing your frustration mm. as a purchaser. However, there's no way to verify purchases like there is on Steam, for example, yeah. with reviews. So anybody can leave those reviews. Um it while it can get the message across potentially that you're annoyed, it then does genuinely not help people who are looking for user reviews. No. Because they look at it and and I mean, job done if you want to disrupt a company's business, I suppose. if I don't know how many people put stock in user reviews, but, you know, someone might come and look at that and go, oh, God, no. Okay, never mind. Or, oh, that's really annoying, actually, because I'd quite like an honest consumer's review rather than a critic's review.
2: Yeah, that's my main response to the question would be that um i think number one you need to make sure that uh it's being done in a place where there is verification of purchase which Mm. in some places you don't have to have actually you don't have to prove that you've bought and played the game in order to leave a review so that's uh, really that's really bad because people find out about this review bombing and go yeah right, I'll do that
1: then. Yeah, okay. Oh, Blizzard, yeah, they're the ones yeah, that great. done the uh that done the Blitzchung, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Which they're not doing well, are they at the moment? No, Blizzard. they're uh, on a roll. It's like Bethesda.
2: It is actually. It's a lot like that. Um, and then, as you say, it's not actually helpful for people who want a genuine, like, actual breakdown of you know how good is this game. Don't don't tell me how good it is in comparison to well, you, even in comparison to the original. Maybe I do want to know how good it is, but it's again it's not five percent compared to the previous game i I would have thought mm-hmm. um, and uh, but the only other thing that it makes me think in terms of verification of of purchase mm-hmm. is you know do these pe I don't know if anyone would go out of their way to do this but would some people even go as far as to buy the game just so that they can leave a negative review um if if it's a if it's a a place that requires you to have played it, you know, do you think people are doing that as well? They might not be, but I God. don't
1: think so. Steam obviously is one that actually, in people's reviews, it says how long they've played yeah, the game I mean, that's for as worth, well. So yeah. you can see, oh, I hated this game half an hour on record. Is yeah, that? okay, well maybe it's just not for you then. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know that there is a good way to go about this because if you really are upset and angry about a game's reception. There aren't many avenues you can take. You can not buy it, mm. but really, you want to communicate with the company that no, this is actually really bad. Yeah. What can you do? A petition? Those do nothing most of the time. Mm. What's that going to do? This is the only. This is the I'm putting on my horns again. This is the only way that you make companies pay attention and you make websites write about the situation is by doing something that is actually quite damaging and and a little bit extreme really there should be a middle ground but I don't know what that would be you're right because actually coming into this discussion I what I was going
2: to say was I actually think this is a really bad practice even in terms of a a way to show dissent Mm -hmm. I was going to say what I think people should do is give a truly genuinely honest review and a a percentage that reflects what they think about the game you know people who are fans of top-down RTS fantasy games like the original warcraft 3 really if you think about it at the end of the day if they play this game they're probably going to think it's okay you know i understand that they're saying some really bad decisions have been made here by blizzard and i really don't like some of these decisions but that doesn't take a game from being 70 80 90 percent in some people's view the original down to five percent takes it to
1: 60. Exactly, that it takes seems dis- about right. a,
2: it literally, yeah, like, you know, I, I am much more inclined to believe the critical, the, the critics reviews on this. Yeah. Um,
1: Fundamentally and, works, but disappointing.
2: Yeah, so in some ways, I think that, you know, I'm completely against review bombing, and I think people, everyone should just be giving an honest review. But then when you put it like that, like, what other way is there to, like, tell companies yeah. that, no, this is categorically not okay, what you've done here? Yeah, You know, yeah, maybe maybe that is the only way to do
1: it. it which is really frustrating. Yeah. And, and it has happened before as well. We've got a few examples here. Mm. Battlefront 2 obviously has a very low user score. Yeah. It's got 1.2 out of 10. Uh, the game Devotion by the Taiwanese studio Red Candle Games was review bombed by Chinese players after they discovered an in-game poster that referenced the meme of Xi Jinping censoring the character Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, so... that. <laughs> You know, that one, that's objectively funny because um, flip that guy. I mean,
2: this this one's pretty shocking to me. Mm. Gears 5 was review bombed on Steam primarily by players from China after the game was pulled from sale in that region. Yeah. So is, is that... Whose fault is it that it was pulled from... Was it... Did China say this, is, this game's too violent, we're not allowing it? Because then that's really harsh on... Uh, you know, Microsoft. Well,
1: yeah, exactly. In that instance, it's then, it's a small spurned player group mm. and it's not even I don't I don't think it was even Microsoft's decision. There's there's a Wikipedia that's page yeah. that's in the link dump all about review bombing and this is one of the cited examples. It was published by someone else in that in that territory. Right. And they decided to pull it. So it was nothing to do with Microsoft. But they would still suffer because the review yeah, as a score result, is global. The review score has been bombed by Chinese players. Yeah. It continues. Death Stranding was review bombed on Metacritic upon its launch. I'm not entirely sure why. It might be because it was exclusive, it might be because it was weird. Mm. I don't really know. But, of course, as you might expect, given that it's the internet, there are some not great reasons for review bombing games. And in these instances, it is genuinely damaging for no good reason whatsoever.
2: Yeah. Um, So we've got one here. Uh, The Creative Assembly's Total War Rome 2, initially released in 2013, had been patched in early 2018 to include the potential for women generals to emerge from the game's mechanics. Okay, Sounds good. Fine, yeah. Uh, when an image of the game showing one player's armies all led by female generals, users on Steam complained about the uh, historical accuracy of this. Um, I don't think that's accurate. A female community content manager stated the creative that Creative Assembly's stance uh, was that the game should be historically authentic, not historically accurate. Uh, but a portion of these users began to review bomb the title on Steam zero out of 10 because there are women in it
1: women generals now again putting the horns on i understand someone who might want to be playing that from a from an from an actually historically authentic standpoint mm. might want perhaps even just an option in game to to disable female generals but to kick up such a fuss over that Makes you a massive sexist and the biggest child in the world. Yeah, just it's the worst so, kind of person. Just so stupid. So you review Bomber Game because it's got women in it. That's literally what it boils down to. There's no other way around it. Why even expend the energy? It's one thing if if you're just the kind of person who gets upset
2: by that then fine. Keep living your life. You'd
1: die pretty fast in that battle, you weak, weak man.
2: Yeah. Um, With your Cheeto crumbs on your fingers, with your sword (laughs) slipping out your hand.
1: Not going to have much protection with that fedora, my dude.
2: No, I mean... When I say fine, get on with your life. I've not fine actually. It's not fine. But anyway, you know, you. Hey, why
1: don't you review bomb this podcast episode? You, you do you. But
2: exactly, like, but but why? If you're that offended by the notion of female generals in that game, yeah. Just be mad about it and move on. Don't then go out of your way to log on to Steam. You've probably logged in all the time, to be honest. (laughs) How petty do you have to be? Right, I'm going to open the game page. Review. Yes. Worst game
1: ever made. Zero percent. There are women in it. Get the women out of my fighting, big men fighting game. Sickening. Again, historical accuracy i do I do sort of understand that, but it's absolutely not this reaction that that should have been at the forefront of people's minds. right It did continue to say that actually mods became popular that would allow uh, an option to disable okay. that, but what a childish thing to review bomber game for, yeah. Additionally, Firewatch was review-bombed on Steam in September 2017 after its developer, Campo Santo, filed a DMCA takedown against a video PewDiePie made of their game following an incident where PewDiePie uttered a racial slur during an unrelated live stream. Mm. So, again, I feel like, maybe that's probably justified that they don't want a video of their game on a channel of a man in such hot water at the time at the
2: time yeah that was a uh, really big thing at, at, it was huge back and then. it's had
1: knock on effects for everybody else on youtube as well yeah. it's the reason that adverts on youtube are so hard and so low paying now it is it's because of that mm. so i fully understand campo santo wanting him to not have videos of their game but his his audience and i'm i'm sure he didn't tell them to do it no because ultimately as much of a massive idiot as he seems to be. He seems to be a nice person. He's just a moron. Mm. Um I don't think he told them to do this, but they took it upon themselves to then review Firewatch, which is a brilliant little game. Yeah. And something that everyone Lovely should play. Game. So, review bombing in summary, not always fantastic. It seems to be the last resort because there's no other real way to sort of show your anger at publishers and yeah. developers. But in some instances, as a general rule, there must, there's got to be a better way, and it can absolutely be used in in harmful and negative ways.
2: Unfortunately, though, it reminds me a little bit of just the democratic process in the UK. As a young person who's uh, never
1: had an election go their way, once. exactly. Yeah.
2: Like as a, as a general rule, people in our demographic are kind of liberal, left leaning, and you know we've we've probably voted that way pretty much all our lives, and. In, within our lifetime, it's always landed the other way around. But, you know, I can we can only be so butthurt about that if the fact of the matter is that more people in the country voted to the right than the left, and therefore that's how democracy works. Mm. So in the same way... Um, if you're if you're really annoyed that there's there's no good way to tell EA for example stop putting loot crates in your games yeah you might be really offended by that but unfortunately they're making enough money from all the people who are apparently fine with it and willing to go with it yeah. that they're going to carry on doing it so you know yeah you might have a strong opinion about that but they they just have to look at the numbers and go well this is how it is so in some ways you know who are, who are you who are we to review bomb a company when, you know, at the end of the day, what what they look at is, did this sell well? Did we make money on it? Did people like it? Again, yeah. I'm very much wearing the horns in this sentence, and it makes me feel sick to even say it. But, right. You know, that's how these things are measured. Keep and,
1: fighting the system. Keep, keep yeah. doing the good fight, but maybe, you know, maybe stop and think about what it is that you're actually doing. Yeah. Uh, is it worth your you energy? Know, those last two examples just make everybody involved in review bombing sound like awful people Mm. and the other ones are just you know sort of damaging to a company that maybe it isn't their fault however because they feel they don't have in this instance with warcraft Mm. it sounds like it's justified but obviously 0.5 is not a true reflection of the game so that's an abuse of the review system yeah so but what do you do yeah there's no other what's the alternative Mm. apart from to review bomb you know strongly worded letter
2: Well, that's my point. Like, the alternative is to vote with your wallet. But if there aren't enough people doing that... People
1: will still buy it. Exactly. If if other people
2: are still buying Battlefront or Warcraft, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, that's what makes people review bomb. So, I don't know. I can see it from both sides, really. Apart from in the case of Total War. Yes. Shut up. uh,
1: And racial slurs. And racial slurs, yeah. So, there we go hopefully that uh it got a little bit too not too heated it got a bit heated there but hopefully people can understand where we're coming from obviously we're 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 incredibly inclusive and we want everyone to to come together and enjoy games and talk about games and i know people hate when politics are discussed but i think it was very relevant to this discussion mm. about you know uh believing in certain things and having to accept defeat on certain things yeah. and just all having to get on with it together yeah. um but hopefully it didn't. Uh, we didn't upset anybody there, and if we did, please don't review bomb the video. No, please. Because you know you remember can't give he... a video zero point five. Well, remember when you used to be able to give five star ratings? Oh on yeah, YouTube that was a long time of ago. Thumbs up, up, thumbs down. Yeah. Weird. Well, hopefully we didn't annoy too many people, but I think generally people can agree that it's an it's an ill it's an elegance the It's certainly inelegant, Yeah. Uh, whether or not it's effective is debatable, but it certainly can be used for negative purposes and to support kind of unsavory mm. uh, beliefs which is yeah. a shame anyway that is the discussion for today yes, big old is. discussion please leave your thoughts in the comments below let's try to keep it civil if we can uh, you know no name calling no shouting uh, let's, let's, let's try and all be friends here while, while having a, a sensible discussion yeah Peter mm-hmm. how can people find us should they wish to do that search for Team
2: Triple Jump anywhere you like Bebo my space
1: <laughs> forgot about Beppo uh,
2: youtube.com and twitch.tv <clears throat> forward slash tri- uh, team triple jump is where you can find all our content we got mods over there Lord Brotovic and Cecil Prompts, looking after the streams which we do on both of those channels the social medias are twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump uh, we sort of look after the twitter Luke Eldon is our Facebook man on Facebook oh yes thank you Luke uh patreon.com forward slash team triple jump is where you can go to get all kinds of little extra bonuses including asking questions on this podcast uh going into an exclusive room in our discord which is bit.ly forward slash team triple jump mods over there jack joe and crimson dragonfly uh but also available on the patreon things like early worst games ever and and other things physical merchandise too whoa the podcast, if you're watching on video, is available in audio form at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. And the website, triplejur.mup, that's j dot Fantastic. Which is where you can get other kinds of physical merchandise too. Like spoons. Spoons.
1: If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude. Instagram at that Peter Austin and at Ben Potter twenty. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday. Monday and Tuesday being solo streams on Twitch, with the vods going up immediately afterwards on Twitch. And Thursday being the joint blaze it stream. Uh, there was no Thursday stream this week because, as we said at the start of the show, we did it on Friday because that was the closest to our anniversary as possible so that vod will be up on youtube on monday if mm-hmm. you'd like to see that we we played the worst game of 2019 yes we did uh something about eternity of unicorns Unicorns. can't remember what it was exactly but i imagine we haven't played it yet when we're recording i imagine it was dreadful it's supposed to be quite hard actually brilliant can't be wait. a
2: little bit soulsborne combat no yeah. no don't say it's that. the soulsborne no of unicorn stop it. Games.
1: stop it get out Worst Games is fortnightly Friday for patrons, Sunday for everyone else. It is a Worst Games Ever week. If you're a patron of $5 or more, you will have had access to it on Friday. Everybody else will get it tomorrow, that being Sunday. So please enjoy. The podcast is every Saturday. We do shows every other week. There was actually a show this week as well as Worst Games Ever. And that was Rules Boss. Speaking of which... Please, please, please go and support the Vectronom Rules Boss and Quipscope videos we did this week. One went out on Wednesday, one on Thursday. Uh, they are our first ever sponsored videos. Mm-hmm. We actually um, got contracted to uh, to to cover those games. Yeah, and that, that's a that's a really big get for us. That's a really big deal. And uh, the more people who watch those, the better. And above all else, please click through the link in the description because yeah. that's what they track to see how much interest is gauged and how well we've done at telling you all to check out the game. Uh, so please, please, please do that. Very much appreciated. Rules Boss, you know, we did a really fun challenge with it. Yeah, we did. I enjoyed it, actually. It was mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Peter wasn't allowed to listen to it and there's a rhythm action game. That's, you know, bit of a bit of a challenge. So please go and watch that. And uh, while you're at it, leave us a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. Which leaves just enough time for Ben to read... Our sponsor.
2: Yes, it's sp- not, it's not vectoring on today.
1: The s- the sponsor this week is Poor Craft Three. Mm. Maybe you see that that Warcraft Three Reforged Edition. You think I don't want that. No. That is that uh, is it's been review bombed. It's, it's got five percent rating. Got five percent rating. I don't want that. Maybe something a little bit more affordable. That I I know what I'm gonna get. Mm. And if it's different to the original, at least I know it's gonna be different to the original. Yeah. It's called Poor Craft 3. It's made out of paper. Very affordable. Three monthly installments of 49p. Oh, okay. And we will ship you, over the course of three months, various pieces of uh, Amazon boxes, used Amazon boxes, of mm-hmm. course, and cereal boxes, and some, in, some vague instructions as to how to construct your very own uh, little sprites and a, a sort of map for you to push them across with you know, perhaps some kind of long stick with a thing on, the, a end, like on the end like they do from World War Two. Yeah. You know that, that one.
2: The mere notion of three monthly instalments of forty nine P is just I'd rather just pay it all in one. It's please, frightening, but, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a frightening prospect. Yeah. So go and check that out now at uh, 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 yeah. at dot three forward slash paper dot buy now. Oh my voice is buy now. Buy now. Uh, have a good weekend everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye Bye now. 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 Say bye now. Bye now.
0: Selling a little or a lot?